Welcome back to Talking Paranormal. My name is Chris Albrecht, and this is my friend Matt Monroe, and we like to talk about weird, creepy, unusual, mysterious things. Um, for those of you new to the show, uh, we like to review creepy, strange, and unusual things and mysterious stuff, uh, videos that we find on the internet, and uh, we usually have a topic for each show, and today's topic is going to be fun. It's the hollow earth theory. So... Let's uh let's get into some videos. What do you say, Matt? Absolutely, let's do it. Yeah. This first video is a cryptid video, and I think we all will get the drift of what kind of cryptid it is once we see the video. Here we go. Oh, oh. Oh, there's no audio on this. <laughs> That's weird. Strange. That is odd. Okay, so yeah. what I'm going to say that I noticed right away was uh, that thing was not good at hiding, like, at all. No, no. It picked, like, the tree with, like, no no, no foil, foliage. <laughs> that'd, be like, that'd be like me trying to stand behind a two-by-four and be like, you can't see me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was pretty ridiculous. I was like, dang, Bigfoot, you know. Trying to be all secretive. <laughs> that, that is not oh. the world champion of hide and seek that I know. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, you know, when I see a video like that, I, I question it because, you know, we haven't officially discovered Bigfoot. So I'm like, they're pretty good at hiding. I don't think, you know, and they, they're sensory. Like, they're, they should have... Uh, uh, heightened awareness especially around humans yeah so i can't imagine i mean i guess it's possible i mean so many people have seen big bigfoot that you know it, it's possible but gosh man <laughs> i don't know man i have a hard time imagining that one of these things would just be like taken by surprise in a neighborhood and then just freeze behind a sapling <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um it's I find it not as compelling as many other Bigfoot videos I've seen. We've had but, we've had more compelling for sure. Yeah, definitely. But it's like, gosh, man, you're not, if you're out there, you know, and you see something, and you pull up your phone, it's like, you know, obviously, you know, you see some videos that are clearly contrived, and you see some videos that are, you know, that look that appear authentic, and it it's tough when you don't see very many details. If you look at the video again, and I guess we have sound, so we can play the yeah. video and talk at the same time uh camera's a little shaky oh, gosh this one is tough and then it's almost like he's like oh sh uh, they can see me <laughs> and he stops he's like i'm a tree <laughs> like, yeah i mean like i said i'm not calling it a fake but that's a very unbalanced critter yeah and when it got up there it kind of i don't know it seemed a it little human like it about fell over when it stood yeah. up. You can see the arms, the arm wave as it stands up yeah. and almost falls over. It seems like a guy in a suit, and it kind of went wrong. <laughs> yeah, like it went south real fast. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna have to call fake because I can't see enough details. A little shaky now. If the footage was stabilized, which maybe someday we'll be able to stabilize footage, but we haven't gotten that in depth yet. <laughs> but uh, if, I got to say this right now. My shirt is annoying me. Folks, I pulled this out of the dryer prematurely, and it is wrinkled. My God, it's got more—it's got more cracks in it than uh, 
the hollow earth theories that we're going to go over tonight. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, this next video, Matt, this is one that you chose that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's going to allow us to keep, uh, having audio while the videos play, but I guess we'll find out. This is a, uh, a ghost video. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ah! Guys, gua udah zoom. Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern video. I'm amazed and chase it. I, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you so think what, what I found super compelling about that was, now the one thing I don't like is they cut it short. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell if it goes up just through the ceiling or if there's an opening there and it just goes up through that opening. Because like if it's solid and it, and it went through, super compelling. If it was all open and just went up, I'd be like, oh, there's somebody pulling a dummy on a string. Yeah, and you know, I've heard paranormal investigators talk about seeing apparitions and things like that, and they say that they move different than humans. So, if someone were to fake it, like, dress as a ghost or something like that, and like yeah. change the opacity of the figure and CGI it, the movement just isn't there. And this thing had some pretty fluid movement as it shot up. Uh, it's pretty compelling, but gosh, you know, it sucks because CGI is so advanced these days. Yes. But at the same time, gosh, wouldn't you want to create something a little bit more compelling? Man, that it creeped me out. So, I mean, it felt oh, yeah. that seemed like a real video to me because, I mean, I was creeped out by it and I was like, oh, it definitely creeped me out. Um, the, if it had just been standing there and there would be no movement. I probably wouldn't be as compelled by the video. Yeah. But because of that, I want to see it one more time because the movement just seemed a little bit unhuman like, you know, assuming that it was a ghost. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Allahu Akbar, la ilaha Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ah! Guys, gua udah zoom. So, it was an opening. Okay. Cuz you can see the the ledge, like you see the I kind of thought there was a break there too. Yeah. Um, um still the way that thing like just kind of like up. Uh, yeah. It, the only thing I I mean I will confidently say Whatever it is, whether it's an apparition or a fakery, it's not human. So yeah. it would have to be some sort of, for lack of a better term, apparatus that somebody on the other side at the top pulls up really fast. Because I could see that creating that fluid-like movement and shooting yeah. up really quick. If it's you know static and then you just, then I could see that happening. So that's definitely a compelling video. Um, no, very compelling. That, that's what I would say. I would say compelling. I'm not confident enough because of that opening. If it was just a ceiling, like if there was no, again, clear video would have helped a little bit so we could get some more clarity. 
but I, I do see what you're talking about with the break in the ceiling. Yeah. Um, so in, interesting video. I always, it's the foreign videos that kind of get me, you know, this next one is also foreign and I've heard a lot of stories and seen some pretty compelling footage from this country. Let's take a look at this video. This is also a cryptid video. That thing was huge. It looked very big. And going back to what we were talking about on a previous episode with the length of the arms in comparison to the length of the legs and there being a 16% difference um, with humans. The, the arms are typically 16% on average shorter than legs. And when you see creatures with or videos with cr alleged big feet, uh, their arms are super long. And that one looked like it had very long arms. Now, could that be faked? Sure. But I, I don't know. The, and this is uh, allegedly filmed in Russia. And I've seen several Russian Yeti videos. One of them was filmed by children. Um, I'll see if I can dig that one up on a, a later show. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely very interesting because I've heard stories about people in Russia seeing not just big, hairy uh, Bigfoot, but I've heard stories of them seeing more Neanderthal-like creatures. Right. Or hominids. So, you know, it begs the question, you know, we talk about aliens and things like that, but are there relic hominoids on this planet still? Did, oh, there absolutely could be. I 100% believe it. Like the Hobbit people, they believe that the Hobbit people still exist. Yeah. You know, some people. Um, I mean, there's which, still tribes in distant jungles and stuff that don't even know, doesn't even know, like, we exist. Yeah, that that blows my mind. The tribes that uh, haven't interacted with modern humans, they don't know modern technology. And that that one island, I think it's Sentinel Island. Yeah, it's where, off limits because uh, yeah. they will they will flat out kill you and eat you as soon as you hit the beach. One hundred percent. And uh, it, <laughs> the people that have gone there. You know, they're like going to spread, you know, the good word. Dude, these, <laughs> are like like... The, these are like the same people that think backpacking through Pakistan is a good idea. I just don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, leave them alone. They've survived thousands of years without any intervention and they're doing just fine. Yeah. Just all, let them be. I mean, all, they're doing their thing. Yeah. All we're going to do is bring them diseases and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have any I mean, vaccinations. We're going to wipe. We would wipe them out if we made contact. Yeah, like it would, we would end that tribe. We'd end every bit of it, and there's no reason for it. We'll just let them be. 
I kind of want to know what's going through their heads, though, when they see a plane or something or a boat show up. It's a god. It's got to be a god in their mind of some kind. But then they attack it to kill it? <laughs> it's like, wait. Hey, man. There's people that think they can kill God in real time. So I'm just saying. And after they killed that one guy, from what I understand, they killed at least one person, like murdered him straight, straight up. He was and a guess, missionary. Thought he needed yes. to spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> Even God was like talking to him like, hey, don't do it. Hey, man. <laughs> he goes, uh, <laughs> they don't know me. Yeah. 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 They're doing just fine. Oh, man. Uh. But no, uh, so that video, people probably like, I guarantee you, I didn't go through the comments. I hardly ever go through comments. Um, I guarantee you they're like, how is that guy on that bike and didn't notice it? He was too busy dicking with his 360 camera. Yeah. And of course he's going to miss it. He's too busy trying to see what his camera's doing. And I guarantee you he found that when he went back to review the footage. And it looks like he's in a remote area and you're not going to expect to see a Yeti. Yeah, I mean, you're not if your brain is not looking for it or expecting it, and you're focused on something else. Chances are you are not going to notice it. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing, apparently from the way it looks, didn't even notice him until he got close, and he was like, "Oh no," and bailed. Yeah, he caught it by surprise for sure. But I mean, he was on that bicycle, being super. I mean, basically quiet, yeah. silent running. So I mean, you wouldn't silent guess it. running. I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> guess it from the. From the audio you were getting from the camera, that stick bouncing around. But I mean, these GoPros and stuff like that—they're notorious for amplifying the sounds of what of what they're on. Um, so I mean, even though it sounded like a racket, it was probably very quiet. Yeah. And I mean, and bicyclists, let's face it, they'll just go anywhere. They don't care. <laughs> they will. And it looked like a pretty remote area. You know yeah. what I mean? It looked oh, for remote. sure. It's like yeah, a little he, trail. <laughs> yeah, he definitely he definitely took it by surprise, and then it it waited till it was sure it, he wasn't looking at it. And that's the thing. It showed intelligence because it's like it froze. Yeah. And then it was sure it, he wasn't paying attention. Then it moved off behind his field of gaze and then froze again and was kind of looking to make sure he hadn't been spotted. Enough to the point where clearly the guy on the bike didn't hear him or, uh, yeah, didn't hear him. Yeah. So he wasn't even alerted to him. So that just goes to show you, you know, unless it was a hoax and carefully planned out. Um, it, the story tells it every time. Guy yep. riding his bike in the middle of nowhere. Um, it is interesting that there was a trail, like a, a trail already carved out or whatever. I so, mean, it could have been a logging road that he was just biking on. Could be, yeah. No, 100%. you know what I mean. I mean, because I mean, th- those things are notoriously recycled for other uses. No. It definitely wasn't Putin out there. That's for sure. No, no, that would have been <laughs> Apache. No, well, not Apaches, but uh, what's their hel- attack helicopter called? Oh, that's a good question. I used to know it. I used to know it. I'd probably know it if I hadn't even tried to bring it up. Um, anyway, moving on. Okay. So I, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll call it authentic. I'll go on a limb and say that one was authentic. I will say so as well. All right. Perfect. Hey. Aaron and Dutch in the comments. How's it going, guys? Um, I think Dutch left. <laughs> uh, this next video is... One that I ha- I was scratching my head on it. It looks like BS to me, but let's check it out. Um, it's de- it kind it kind of made me laugh. First of all, white people. 
yeah. <laughs> trying to catch this meth addict. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Just a little meth addict in, in like Florida. That's Florida, man. <laughs> that's what happens when somebody who's five feet tall and already weighs 100 pounds does meth and yeah. grows their hair out. <laughs> you yeah. know, like weird creature. Um, another jungle type video. I've seen a couple of these videos where there's people and they either have guns or they're just trying to catch the damn thing. And it's in the jungle pretty close up. I mean, you got if that. Let's just say that that was real. You got balls. You don't know what the hell that thing is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that dude gets up every morning and slings his jockeys up over each shoulder so he can carry around balls that big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, just I, yeah. I tell you right now, I'm a big dude. I'm six three, four hundred something pounds. I'm still not gonna fuck with a four foot tall thing in the jungle. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. I'm white, but I'm not that white. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I get scared at like I'm a pussy, dude. I saw uh <laughs> I saw a little a little tiny one of those like garden snakes the other day. Um last night actually. It was coming out of uh my uncle's shop. I was stepping into the shop and it like slithered across the ground. And for a split second, I thought the thing was four feet long. <laughs> and it was like, you know seven eight inches long it scared the hell out of me got me jumping i was like oh my god and then i realized how small it was and i was like oh get out of here little fella (laughs) so we had a six foot black snake that i had an understanding with that lived in uh our horse barn when we were were still doing horses and cows and uh i left him alone he left me alone um he kept mice and other snake and the poisonous snakes out of the horse barn oh nice well i mean that's what they eat yeah so but yeah he's six he was every bit of six foot you probably would have fainted. I, I don't. Oh, it would have scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't do snakes well. Yeah, he was the first time we spotted him. He was up in the rafters. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that freaks me out. He didn't try to get you to eat any apples or anything, did he? No. Nah. Like eat this apple. It'll teach you all sorts of fun stuff. It's it's the fruits. <laughs> Speaking of cannibalistic creatures, this next video, I'm so fascinated with Native American uh legends and stuff you yeah know, that they talk about the ant people that you know in coincidence with this episode the ant people that didn't come from the sky but came from below the earth you know ant people what when you think of an ant person what an ant person would look like what do you think i think big head large eyes <laughs> you yeah know what i mean a little yeah. almond shaped you know i, what mean, I mean if, if if i didn't know or have any context that's what i would imagine yeah, 100%. This does not have to do with the ant people. This has to do with something that I have been interested in a long time, especially when it comes to Sasquatch. Because does it the G word? It does. It yeah. does. Yeah, this is another one you sent me. And I've been fascinated with this subject for so long, and that subject is giants. Okay? So let's check out this video. Very compelling. And, you know, before we start this video, I want to say, because we will definitely have an episode on giants, because... It's been reported even in newspapers back in the 1800s of these giant skeletons that have been found and the remains disappear, never to be seen again. From what I understand, there may be some on display somewhere. I got to look that up and see if that's true. Have you seen the videos of the fossilized footprints? Yes, the giant ones? Yeah. Yeah. Super compelling. I've seen the, the fossilized footprints with human footprints next to dinosaur footprints. I don't know if those are real. I've seen some compelling stuff. But this video, I've heard about this story many, many times. 
So let's check this one out. So the Paiutes of Nevada have this ancient legend that they went to war against a ferocious enemy of red-haired cannibalistic giants known as the Sitika. And they trapped these giants in a large cave, set it ablaze with fire. In 1883, Sarah Winnemucca, she was the daughter of the chief. She wrote a book called Life Among the Paiutes. She writes about the red-haired people eaters that her tribe exterminated. In 1911, a group of miners are digging out bat dung in this cave and they start to discover countless artifacts and skeletons of giant proportion with red hair. This triggers the archaeologists to come out in 1912. They find donut shaped notch stone calendars. They also start finding gigantic tools, weapons shafts, and skeletons. One looks like a weird humanoid measured six foot six. There's a bunch of witnesses who say that they've seen uh, the Lovelock skulls in a back room at the uh, Humboldt Museum. Guess I'm going to the Humboldt Museum. I guess that's where <laughs> we're going. <laughs> yeah, that sounds compelling. Um, long-haired, red-haired giants. I've heard this story before, and we've heard many accounts of uh, Native American legends about the wild man or Bigfoot being a cannibal and stealing women and children and all sorts of stuff like that. So I've heard this story for so long that I, I can't help but want to believe it. Man, it's it's compelling. It, like I said, with with uh, the Bigfoot stories of Native, with Native Americans, these people didn't really know to lie. Oh, <laughs> They just they had their they had the they had what they experienced and they told that experience. So I mean, regardless of whether it was a true blue group of giants, these the Native Americans encountered a large red haired cannibalistic tribe that they went to war with because they were stealing their people and eating them. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless, like I said, regardless of it's a true blue giant, by our definition nowadays, it is a giant. But for their standard, it was just a large group of people that were eating their people. Yeah. And it's always interesting when they refer to them as cannibals because they considered them people as well. Yeah. And so it, they had to look human. Yeah. It's super compelling. And it's it would be one thing if it was from one select tribe. But you hear these legends over and over and over again about giants, uh, tribes too. They refer to them as another tribe. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a lot of people for some reason when you bring up Bigfoot, I kind of feel like they still think it's just one one Bigfoot that exists, and you just happen to see the one that exists. Yeah, and it's I, like it's an immortal being that just wonders. <laughs> yeah, it's just and, one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't know what people think about it, and. You know what I mean? Like the not like actual people that don't believe in it, because all they do, they don't really give you a reason of why they don't believe it. They don't give you like a real reason of like a good argument. There's like, oh, there's just no way. Yeah, do a you, lot of it's you, prove it. You know, yeah. and it's like, well, un disprove it. There's yeah. evidence out there. You just don't want to accept it. <laughs> like know? I said, man, people have a hard time accepting how small we really are and how much open area is still around us that we have that nobody's ever seen. I I think it has a lot to do with like fear. You know what I mean? They don't want to think that there's something out there that they don't understand. Yeah, you know people, I mean? hate, people hate not understanding things. And like I yeah. said before, pe it is in our DNA 
to fear something that looks human but isn't. One hundred percent. It's in our DNA. Yeah. So, so like, so on a core level, we we're meant to fear something that walks on two legs could could look human, but it isn't. Which yeah. means we were prey to something. Yeah. That walked not, to, on. not to mention they were so much bigger than us. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> As a regular size, as a slightly lar- uh, uh, smaller than average size human at five foot eight, five foot nine, when I see a guy mat size that's six foot three and bigger than me, I go, "Yeah, he could probably beat the shit out of me." <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a and little I'm just bit a of big old teddy bear, but I mean, but you're talking about giants, eight, yeah. seven, eight feet tall that eat people. Yeah, scared well, shitless. <laughs> well, keep in mind, like back then, the average height was like, the average height was like four foot something, five, like barely five foot something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so back yeah. then. So so even then, if you ran into a group of dudes that was like, um, if you ran into a group of people that were seven foot, eight foot, that's twice your size rolling up, just snatching you and running oh, yeah. off. But I'm I mean, sure. you got. But I mean, at the same time, they describe these things being big enough to pick up a buffalo. That's pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah, buffalo <laughs> are huge. Have you ever seen one in person? Yes. Yeah. There was one right down the street. He died. His name was Wobble. Oh. Yeah, it was adorable. I, I wanted to go up and pet him, but he always seemed grumpy. They're grumpy. They are grumpy buttholes. Um, but uh, but yeah. Oh, it amazes me that people think they can just walk up and pet these things at Yellowstone. Yeah, I love tourist season for Yellowstone on anything social media because all it is is people getting wrecked by bison. That's all the videos are coming out of Yellowstone. Is people getting wrecked by a bison. It goes back to how stupid humans are, you know. And I mean. I mean, their head's literally my entire torso and then some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wobble was in a field that wasn't too far off of the road. I would say maybe, maybe 50 yards. Actually, not even, shit, not even that. Maybe 30 yards. And, uh, man, the thing was massive. It was huge. Yeah. Yep. The head, the head on it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't so. That. So for them to have told in this story that one of these things just scrap in their stories that these things were just picking these things up the buffalo up and just taking off. I I I don't not believe it because if you look at some of the evidence out in the wilderness that people attribute to Bigfoot, you see where they break trees where the branches are like that. Yeah. And when you think about a human, like I don't even think like I mean, uh, Andre the Giant, legend, yep. legendary wrestler, seven foot four or whatever. I don't think he could do that. <laughs> you know? Well, here's the thing. Uh, our brains have evolved to keep us from using 100% of our strength. Okay. To protect itself from overexertion. Okay. That's why when people get an adrenaline dump, that part of the brain shuts off and you can pick up a car. Now, granted, yeah. all your tendons and muscles are wrecked, and you have to go through yeah. physical therapy <laughs> and and sometimes surgery. But I mean, that's so really like when people like work out all the time, exercise all the time. What they're really doing is conditioning their body and their brain to understand it's okay to use the strength. My body has been conditioned to use it. Mm-hmm. But like the average person, no, our brains, our brain is conditioned to not use hundred percent of strength. Now, anything wild doesn't have that. Yeah. They are like anything animalistic doesn't have that. It's hundred percent of my strength all the time. I control how much of the output is. Um, that's why you get like a 300 pound lion that could drag a 500 pound zebra 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like a leopard. Because I do when you hear stories about leopards dragging these things up into trees to eat, you're like, oh, that's a huge cat. And then you see it compared to a lion, it's not even a quarter of the size. And it's still dragging antelope and gazelles and stuff up into trees. Now, granted, that's not a big prey animal either, but still, it's dragging it up a tree. Yeah, try climbing up a tree and just holding a hammer in your hand. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so like, so that's the thing is like, we're, our brain keeps us from being 100%. And except, except for extreme situations. Yeah. So naturally, anything that's wild that has the muscle mass that these giants or Bigfoot have, yeah, they're going to just dead wreck you. Anybody that's like, oh, I fought a bear. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you punched a cub and ran away. You didn't yeah. fight a bear. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's crazy, and I think we've talked about it before on the show. When you talk about the strength of just a chimp or a gorilla, and then you think about, uh, you know, a Bigfoot in comparison, you know, size-wise, four times the size. Yeah, four times oh. the size, and a gorilla is like, or is it a chimp? Is like seven times stronger than a human? Something crazy like that. Yeah, a it's gorilla. A-, a gorilla has the strength of like ten men, and a chimp has like the strength of seven men. See all the wonderful knowledge that Matt has. I just throw something at him, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then he like goes in depth. <laughs> I mean, I, feel free to fact check me, but I I really think that was that was the the last time I was watching something. It was that was the scenario. It was no, like I, a gorilla. Like, cause, I mean, you see the videos of where these people are sitting there, and the and I'm gonna say this: I have huge respect for people that study chimps and gorillas because they're just out there in the jungle. Yeah. With these with these things, like I was watching a video where they were sitting in the jungle recording gorilla a gorilla troop move to a different spot, and the silverbacks just cruising through, just reaches out and grabs one of the dudes, full grown dude, full grown dude, and just drags him like he's not even there, just grabs him by the foot and just starts and just keeps going with him, and just drags him about ten feet, lets him go. Guy crawls back real fast and just looking at the whole group like, I made it. Yeah, the gorilla just wanted to send a message like, "Hey, I'm just absolutely." I'm Absolutely. just messing around. <laughs> I mean, they just, it's just a message. They're smart enough to know they're sending a message. He's like, that was only 2%. <laughs> just dragging him 10 feet. Oh, man. Don't, make, don't make me get serious. Do you know how scared I would be if a gorilla grabbed me? I'd be like, oh my God, please don't crush my leg. <laughs> but, but at the same time, if you react, that's when they get amped up. I might just play dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just go limp and just hope, just hope it lets you go. The other alternative is that gorilla takes you back to his home and makes you his wife. <laughs> oh my God. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> Ace, Ace Ventura for the win. You just grit your teeth. <laughs> grit your teeth, buddy. Oh, yeah, man. Ace Ventura. That's right. I that was that. at the yeah. end of uh, When Nature Calls. In the jungle. <laughs> oh, man. That is but, funny. Yeah. So that last video ties into Hollow Earth actually quite a bit. Because there's a South American legend where one of the tribes in the jungle had deals with giants and other races from underground. And it took like and it took like two weeks, allegedly, from this I keep my spin whilst I seen the video. <laughs> but it, it was taking like two weeks to get from the entrance of the cave to where this other tribe was. Really? Mm-hmm. And then when they got there, it was a hollow earth. It was it was an underground world. So 
And for people to be like, well, there's no way that could happen. Keep in mind, everybody, they just found an underground forest in China with tree species that haven't been seen in like millennia. Yeah. Like, and they're like 130 species. feet tall. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's more than just ancient trees down there. They just ain't talking about it. Oh yeah. You never know. I've, artifacts, things like that. And you know, people just don't, we just are so self-absorbed. You know, we, I was, uh, when I was doing some research on this subject, I went down this rabbit hole and it was a video of uh i think it's in vietnam it is like this gigantic cave system right you go through all these like tight tunnels and stuff and you got climbing ropes and things like that and then it just blows wide open into this entire environment with a jungle underground and a, a river an underground giant river it's it was gorgeous. I was like, wow, that looks like something out of Avatar. I don't yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. I was like, that is amazing. The fact that those places on Earth exist. And we have, I mean, we just, we were talking about on an earlier episode about the depths of the ocean and how much hasn't been explored. And we have just scratched the surface of the Earth. I think the farthest down humans have dug was eight miles. Eight miles of and then the they, Earth. And then they abandoned the project. Yeah, it was too hot or something like that. They couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, that's what they, it was too hot. You know, convenient that it was just too hot. Uh, like, they uh, hadn't gotten anywhere near the mantle yeah. or any I, of that. They're just still in the crust. And they're like, yeah, it's too hot, guys. We're banning the project. We need better drilling equipment. Yeah. That seems to me like an excuse that I would tell people if I was in that position and I found something that maybe I wasn't supposed to find or. Well, you know who was doing that project, right? No. Russia. Really? Mm -hmm. It's out in Siberia. Interesting. But eight miles. I mean, think about how big the Earth is. Eight miles is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's, that's how I drive to work, if that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, don't get me wrong. You know, it's a good distance. You know, yeah. we're talking about an eight-mile hole. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's a good distance. But at the same time, you're talking about the Earth... Eh. I don't know what the point to point, if you were to drill a hole through the, if you went from pole to pole, I think it's like, is it four or 5,000 miles? I could be wrong. I'd oh, have to look it up. I think it's more than that. Is it? Let me, let's find out really quick. Let's Google, Google pole to pole distance. Pole Real. to pole. Here we go. Oh my God. I was way. Off. Yeah, Matt I, was absolutely right. Twenty four thousand eight hundred and sixty miles. We yeah. went eight miles into the earth. Okay, that's nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> they they barely cracked it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, to put that in perspective, really. So let's see here. Twenty four twenty four thousand miles, basically. Yeah. Twenty four thousand <sighs> miles. So, put that in perspective. Like, what's the United States coast to coast? If you're still on that uh, Google search, uh, I think it's like three or four thousand miles. Coast so, coast distance. Uh, depending on your route, it's twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred miles. Okay, so ten. It would take ten of the United States to get through the planet. Put that in perspective. That's that. 
I've driven the United States when I was driving trucks over the road, and it is yeah. a long distance, especially yeah. like you don't realize how big it is because some of the southern states are a little smaller. You can get through them pretty quick. Then you hit Texas and you go, this state never ends. It no. is the biggest like I it felt like I was in Texas for seven days. It really did. Texas um, is huge, man. And that, and a lot of people don't realize, like, again, like I said, we're purposely taught the wrong scale of things. Because, like, you got people in the UK that are like, what do you mean it takes hours to get across one state? Because you got to realize they can, yeah. they, can get on, they can get on a train and go through three different countries back and forth in, like, three hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got Texas that you can just drop the UK in the middle of, and they're just, they still got room. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting, right? People like sometimes you just don't think about that kind of thing, you know? No, like we're scared. Our the United States is scaled down on the globe, and then like the European countries are scaled up. Are they? Uh huh. Why the hell would they do that? So that you can actually see them. Oh. And see the and see the names and everything. So like like I said, we're not taught the proper scale. Like if it was a actual factual map, I mean, the United Canada, the United States, and the South America. Would be just absolutely massive. Interesting. And I'm not, and I'm not saying Russia, China, and all that isn't huge because that's all really huge as well. Oh yeah. But, but what the UK has a hard time with is they're a little blip on the map compared to the rest of us. I see. Interesting. Aaron from Peckerwood Customs, down in uh, Australia says the average crust thickness is nine to 12 miles. According to Google, we didn't even get through the crust when we dug. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's when they, when they are saying it was too hot, that blows my mind considering we have drones and clothing and equipment made to stand in the bottom of a volcano, an active <laughs> volcano. You know what I mean? It's like, is it though? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, what, what can you believe? You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's, uh, this next video, uh, so this next video was creepy, and it got me thinking. Um, at first, I was like, eh, I don't know if that's worth showing. And then I started thinking about it, like, what if I was in this guy's position and a family member told me the same thing? So the premise of this video, I keep forgetting to talk about the videos for the people that um, are listening to the show. So this video, uh, it's a guy exploring on Google Earth the forest behind his house, and he finds... Oh, yeah an abandoned town and he asks yeah. his grandfather about it and his grandfather says don't go there all right so let's check this video out I want to know where the hell that is. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know what could be there. I mean, in all honesty, I mean. Why would people pack part... up and leave an entire town? So here's the thing. I think it's, I'm calling fake. Okay. Calling fake story. Um, I don't know how things go up there in your neck of the woods, 
But down here in the south, if it was actually truly abandoned town, it already would have been overtaken. Oh, 100%. Like, if it was truly an abandoned town, it already been overtaken. The lawns were still short. They appeared to be short. Because remember, this is a 3D. So he's doing Google Earth 3D imaging. Right, right. I understand. Yeah. But, like, like I know nothing, what you're saying, though. No, like, no, like, the grass isn't, like, comparatively yeah. up close to the houses. No, I mean, there's no, there's nothing overtaking anything. I mean, you can still see clear, manicured, yeah, yeah, prop, yeah. like yard lines. Yeah. So like, I'm calling fake. I'm calling. He's just trying to get like, oh my god, what is it? And then he's just gonna be like in the woods, being like, guys, crazy shit. It ain't here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess it could very well be fake. I just I, I liked the story behind it. <laughs> but, oh no, it's it's a great like if it's true, right? It's wild wild stuff. If it's true, absolutely wild stuff. My thing about it is, I'm calling fake because it's everything looks too clean still. No, I totally understand what you're saying because go look at Detroit. Certain areas of Detroit, you know, there's trees going growing through the middle of houses. Okay. Yeah. And, so I mean, there's nothing being overtaken there, and he there that's clearly in the woods. Like I could drive. You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna drive by my grandparents' old house. Okay. And I will take a picture of. It. And this is the house where a lot of my stories about my aunt uh-huh. and whatnot came from. So it's right. It's real close to my house. I'm gonna drive by it and take a picture of it now. And I'll tell you how it looked 20 years ago. Okay. And it, it's 90 percent completely overtaken. And there was people that lived in that house for about ten years after my family moved out. So okay. it, so it's only had about ten years to get overtaken, and just wait until you see how much this growth is. Wow, and it's abandoned. Why? See, that's another thing. Why do people just abandon places like that? It was a rental property for a gentleman that owned a lot of land around here, and he rented it out to workers. So my grandfather worked for him in the turkey houses that were down the road. I see. And then when and then when he quit doing Turkey, he still let my grandparents live there um, for a very cheap rent because they'd worked for him forever. Um, but uh, and then after he passed, and people the people moved that were renting it then moved out, and so I mean, it's just that abandoned. I, I'm amazed that it hasn't been taken down or it hasn't collapsed in on itself. Interesting. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron says uh, I've watched a show about a world without people. In a year, the plants take a stronghold. Yeah, hundred percent. Like there's areas in uh, Detroit where it looks like something out of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. It's insane. Um, so like I said, that I want to believe that he really found an abandoned town, but for an abandoned town of that scale, not to ever be talked about in any video shows about ghost yeah. towns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Highly unlikely, especially if the grandpa's like, "Don't go back there." Super ominous. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you right now. Like, if the way the grandfather, if it was the grandfather telling him not to go back there, that means it was abandoned when the grandfather was around. Yeah, and more than likely, since the kid doesn't know about it, it was more than likely when the grandfather was either a new parent or younger than having children. Yet, hmm. it should be completely overran. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just when I think of like, let's just for a second say it's real. Yeah. Why would people abandon a whole town? A whole town gone. Um, 
well, for most ghost towns, oh, yeah, Beckerwood had a reason. Um, oh, okay, so, uh, Aaron says, useless info number 101. The town I was born in was abandoned. It was asbestos mining that closed it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So, like, uh, a lot of towns that become abandoned can be abandoned because they uh, the groundwater gets poisoned through, through heavy metals, mm. through mining. Um, something uh, blows into the air. Uh, it could have been like a uh, coal mining town and the mine went dead. So they abandoned the town for all intents and purposes. Um, I mean, there's multiple reasons. Uh, dude, have you ever watched anything on Ghost Town? It's pretty wild stuff. Nothing too crazy. Uh, one of the lakes I just kayaked on uh, like a month ago or so, um, there's a ghost town under the water. I guess most yeah. of it's gone, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, we have uh, here, we have a lake that used to be just a river and they dammed it up. And made it a lake. Um, there's an amphitheater. There's a whole, like a whole amphitheater, and Whoa. the top of it, the top of it comes out of the water when the lake's low. Cool. Uh, the whole thing hasn't been seen since the 70s. Oh wow. Um, but uh, there's a there's allegedly still some buildings down there. Um, somebody sunk a plane. Wow. Just for just for scuba divers to find and be like, huh. That's crazy. I actually. Speaking of scuba diving, I saw something super, super amazing. It's over in, I think, Dubai, of course, because of course, yeah. it is like the world's deepest diving pool. That place looks insane. I want to do it so bad. I was so pumped, and then it's like, but you need to be a certified diver. I was like, damn it, because <laughs> you do go. You know, easy to get, do you know how easy this to get your certification? No. Here goes right. Matt again. Knowledge, <laughs> just oh, because knowledge. I, because my ADHD. Um, <laughs> I looked into it really hard. It's like it's like a couple of months of classes, but I mean, you can get mildly certified at like a resort, and they'll be like, you'll do like an hour or something class, and they're like, okay, you're pretty, you're you're mildly certified. Here's you your card. To <laughs> yeah, here's your card. You can go up to 100 feet now. Wow. Yeah, this place looked. They built basically a sunken city so that you can go explore it. In a completely controlled environment. Yeah. Because on the surface, it looks like an Olympic swimming pool indoors. And then they go underneath and you're like, oh, my God. It looks so cool. And for me, somebody who's scared of deep water, perfect environment because it's perfectly safe. Yeah, controlled and everything else. Um, yeah. What if something happens? Somehow all the water suddenly drained out and you're oh like my on God. a ledge. Oh, my God. So scared. <laughs> so scared. <laughs> you're like, why did you ruin it? Uh. <coughs> But, uh, but no, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not hard, man. Like you come down, I to gotta visit, look we'll into go, it. you come down to visit, we'll go get scuba certified. We have instructors here. Oh my pool. God. Oh my God. All right. This, this uh, trip to Arkansas is sounding funner and funner. Dude, it's going to be legit. <laughs> awesome. All right, folks, it's time to talk about some hollow earth. And I have a couple videos here. Um, you know, it was really hard to find anything related to Hollow Earth that didn't seem like complete hogwash. Now, this may seem like hogwash to you, but there's a gentleman by the name of Admiral Byrd. And he's involved in some interesting things, including something called Operation High Jump that, according to conspiracy theory lore, 
uh, had to do with Nazis and aliens, um, UFOs in Antarctica. But Admiral Byrd is also known for um, actually hold on. Let me pull up. I found a quick synopsis that basically told told the story of Admiral Byrd better than I could. So let me just read this really quick. So. In the winter of 1947, Admiral Richard E. Byrd allegedly flew a secret mission across the frozen waters of the Arctic. There, he claimed to have seen a previously unknown land with forests and even prehistoric animals. Even more incredible, he encountered flying disks from a technologically advanced civilization hidden deep within the hollow earth. Um, he kept a diary and... Apparently, we now know that at the time that was referenced in Admiral Byrd's diary, the one that had been missing, um, he had actually been a part of Operation High Jump, which was a Navy mission to Antarctica that we just talked about. And this yeah. mission may have been a massive operation to uncover a secret Nazi stronghold hidden in Antarctica, a stronghold that allegedly had a connection to Hitler's search for the entrance to the hollow earth because... For those of you that don't know, the Nazis were super into the occult. They were looking for the Ark, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. They were they were trying to get into some mysterious stuff, and they wanted power any way they could get it. Yeah, it's definitely a topic for this show at some point because they were into some weird stuff, and uh, it's said that they even had a UFO called the the Bell. <laughs> so. We don't know. And when the Nazis got disbanded, when we supposedly won World War II um, and Hitler was dead, you know, Operation Paperclip, we brought Nazis to the United States and one of them started NASA. OK, <laughs> you know, a rocket scientist. So that's the kind of shady stuff that our government does. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? World War II is over. Hey, just bring all the Nazi scientists over here. We can use them because they're smarter than we are. They were cooking yeah. up some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were all on meth, too. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Um, yeah. What's interesting is that on, um, oh, gosh, uh, Werner von Braun, that was the lead Nazi scientist that they brought that was one of the founders of NASA. On his gravestone. It talks, it's a passage from the Bible that talks about the firmament above the earth. Okay. And a lot of, here we go again, a lot of flat earthers like hinge on a lot of this stuff because he talks about a fake alien invasion. Um, you know, he, he basically lined out the, the war on drugs and all this stuff. And then he said, eventually the end game is a fake alien invasion, um, which is again, a topic for another episode, but Admiral Byrd, his story and how it involved Operation High Jump and what they saw um, was very interesting. And, of course, we talked about it before. Antarctica was or is like one of the most unexplored areas on Earth because there's a treaty not to explore it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good luck going on an expedition down there and saying you want to go deep into Antarctica. Not to mention the fact that it's an unforgiving climate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're talking about the yeah. bottom of the earth. So, but, I mean, allegedly, that's the, like the main entrance to the hollow earth. Yeah. Um, see, like, I'm a Godzilla movie guy. And, like, the fact that they brought up hollow earth in Legendary's MonsterVerse so far has just been amazing to me. It throws up red flags for me because I'm like, why do they keep, you know, bringing in this conspiracy stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, 
I mean, and some of the stuff they talk about, it's like, man, they must be looking into some conspiracy stuff. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, know, man, but like, I mean, it it answers like for me, I know it's a movie, but for me, that theory line answers a lot of questions for like, how do these how do some of these ships just disappear? Yeah. Fake, I wouldn't say that. Unexperienced, yes. What do you mean, Universal Inquirer? I know Godzilla's fake. I didn't, I didn't think Godzilla's real. I'm trying to figure out what, it, what they're talking about. Uh, clarify, please. Um, and while you're doing that, let's uh, let's check out this yeah, first let's, video. Let's get to the videos. Uh, I was trying to keep the show tight tonight. We're roughly on an hour, so we're running pretty tight. So we have two Hollower Theory videos that are super short. It's a total of less than three minutes. So let's watch the first one give some quick thoughts and then we'll watch the second one and then we'll get into our own personal beliefs and theories. Okay. Sounds Here good. we go. Here's the first one. Did you know that a man named Admiral Byrd discovered hollow earth where it's own eternal sun and ecosystem? And he said there's some wild beings that live there, but I feel like some of these beings we've actually seen before. This conspiracy theory is guaranteed to make all the conspiracies make a little bit more sense. So Admiral Byrd took a plane to a hole in Antarctica and in that hole he encountered some wild creatures like Bigfoot's Giants, trees that could grow thousands of feet tall, and some half-human, half-animal hybrids. So maybe something like this. Where have we seen that before? Ah, there it is. You know where else we've seen them before? Bible-accurate angels. You know, like the multi-head, half-human, half-animal hybrids. Maybe these were the fallen angels. When they were banished to Earth, they came and formed their own hierarchy here. And then man worshipped them. And if that's true, then that means... Maybe they were put in Hollow Earth, you know, like locked away for all of eternity. So what if by going here, we're just stirring the pot? You know, I've heard of stories from the Bible, from scripture that talk about the Hollow Earth. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of people that said the flood was BS, and now we're starting to find evidence of a global cataclysm cataclysmic flood you know so uh did you hear about the uh on top of a mountain they found wood that matches the wood that they said noah used for the ark was it gopher wood (laughs) yeah uh, it was whatever wood he was he used and they found it on top of a mountain where it shouldn't have been interesting Man, then how would it get there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe if the earth was flooded and that was a little island in the middle of the... Yeah, I yeah. mean, so... Noah I mean, ran aground was... on a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's and that's what they said he got stuck and landed was when they drank, when the water started to recede, the ark was sitting on top of a mountain. Was it Mount Ararat or something like that? Is that what it was supposed... That's what it said in the Bible, I believe. It was Alleged, supposedly, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just, and they looked forever. They've been looking forever for it. And, uh, they finally found some wood somewhere that it shouldn't have been. Interesting. They need to just find the whole damn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's I mean, the ark case closed. I mean, <laughs> given, given the amount of time that's passed, I doubt they'll ever find the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, to find, to find the wood that was used in somewhere that shouldn't have been, yeah. is pretty it's pretty stellar of a discovery, if you ask me. Unless it's already been found. 
and oh, we're not I being mean, told. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's there's in Kentucky. Somebody built a replica. Per of the the Bible. Art? Yeah, per the Bible specifications. Wow, does he have two of every animal on there? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're fake, but I mean, yeah. uh, but no, like they just they built the ark, and it's a tourist destination now. But I mean, it's to the Bible specifications. It's pretty wild. It's cool looking. Interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And then um, the fact that like uh, there's engineers, ship engineers, that have built scale models and put them in a wave pool. They can't topple it. No matter how they try to have the waves come at it, they can't topple it. It always self writes. Here is Matt again with some knowledge that I didn't know existed. This is amazing. They built, they replicated the Ark and tried to, to capsize to scale, it. To scale. Yeah. And they put it in a two-scale wave pool and tried to capsize it and it always self-corrected. They could not capsize it no matter what they did. They could not sink it. Dang, Noah. <laughs> hey, Carnival, why don't you go find yourself a Noah? Because it seems like their shit's going down all the time. Dude, I tell you right now, I used to want to go on a cruise until the, all the breakdowns and stuff started happening. I was like, was it you I was talking to when that cruise ship was on fire? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it makes like, me want to go on a cruise. <laughs> like everybody's just chilling and the fire like yeah. the, the cruise ship's fire department trying to put out part of the ship. And I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't just be chilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another Tuesday. Hey Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're like, Hey, where's the where's the piano or where's the violinists? <laughs> we you know they're yeah. already playing the violin because this thing's going down. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, next video is another um, short uh, theory clip, um, a minute and 45 seconds. Now this will give you shivers. Today I learned that this American explorer and military official allegedly came into contact with a lost civilization in Antarctica while out on a mission named Operation High Jump. But this wasn't just any civilization. This was a civilization in hollow earth. Now if you didn't know, for thousands of years, people from all across the world have been writing legends about Agatha, the underground city. Now during Operation High Jump, which was the largest mission to Antarctica to date and lasted around six to eight months, Richard Byrd wrote in his private journal about a mysterious land beyond the North Pole, which he called the center of the great unknown. It is rumored that when Admiral Byrd's task force got to Antarctica, one of the first things that they discovered was an entrance into a hollow earth civilization that was populated by very advanced beings. Now, just like all of his previous expeditions, he would always document all of his experiences and discoveries in his private journal. And according to what he wrote in this journal, the government ordered Byrd to remain silent for what he witnessed during his Antarctic assignment. And he here is some of what he wrote. I've just attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. I've stated fully my discovery and the message from the master. The president has been advised. I am now detained for several hours. I am interviewed intently by top security forces and a medical team. It was an ordeal. I am placed under strict control via the national security provisions of this United States of America. I am ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on the behalf of humanity. Incredible. I am reminded that I am a military man and must obey orders. Admiral Richard Byrd died in his sleep of a heart ailment at the age of 68 without ever sharing any more evidence to the world that what he witnessed was true. When he mentioned the master, from what I understand, when he goes in there, he's basically escorted to the leader of these people. Yeah. In which the leader explains that they're highly advanced. And they basically agreed not to interfere with us until we started being self-destructive. 
like nuclear weapons. Then we start seeing all these alien ships. And we've talked about it before on this show. What if they're not coming from above? What if they're coming from below? You know? Yep. Definitely interesting to think about. So with that being the last video, Matt, I'm curious. That's pretty much I, I really wish there was more proof from Admiral Byrd. You know, it was his private journal or diary that he wrote these things in. Um, it's super compelling to think that there's an entrance to a, a whole new world and there's a whole civilization down there, highly advanced, you know, Atlantean type stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's super compelling to me. And it, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, a pretty familiar sounding story. You see something you're not supposed to see and you get pulled into a room and you're told to shut the hell up and never talk about it. it never happened. So, so fun fact, the hollow earth theory has been around for a long time. Biblical and before. Uh-huh. So what popular series is based off that theory? The Hobbit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the uh, Middle Earth. I was mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was talking to my wife about it. She goes, You realize that that's a hollow earth theory, right? She's like, That's why it's called Middle Earth. Yeah. And there's <laughs> humans and then there's other things. I was like Sting. Yeah, it's like son of a bitch. <laughs> so I mean, again, it's worked its way into not necessarily pop culture because I mean, it's been that book's been around since the '30s. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's a shame too because when certain things get fictionalized, then for a long time, the idea of them even being possible reality is completely shot down because they've been fictionalized. Yeah. When stories about this stuff has been happening for thousands upon thousands of years, you know, there's been references to hollow earth, inner earth. Um, some people refer to the inner earth as hell. You know, there's so many different, and with theories like this, like you can go down so many different roads. It's, See, yeah. I, I don't believe the inner Earth is hell. I believe the Earth itself is hell because all it says was he was cast out. Yeah. And then you look at – see, I had a whole thing on this. Like I got kicked out of Sunday school because um, <laughs> I've had this since I was a kid. Um, so you have the devil who was cast out, and then there's a mass extinction event due to something hot coming in very fast and hot. Hit the, hit the earth, hitting the earth because they've, they've narrowed down to it was absolutely a meteor or something hitting the earth that caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. So, uh, so you go into that, and then people be like, Well, the timelines don't match up again. Seven of our days are not the same as seven of the Lord's days. Yeah. Like it, even, it even says that time is not the same to that guy. So, seven, so seven days for that dude is millions of years for us billions of years for us yeah. on, on our scale of understanding of our scale of understanding time. Let me put it that way. Um, and then also, like I said, I don't believe it was as much of a mass extinction event as we're told, considering I believe ancient Egyptians had domesticated dinosaurs. Yeah. It, the history of earth, man, it bothers me so much that I feel like we're being lied to or not at least privy to information that already exists that are in the hands of the elite oh yeah so 
I don't know what what's your what's your overall theory. We know what mine is. I do think that I I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say that it is possible that there is a hollow earth. I'm not and I'm not really a hollow earth guy, but I'm saying it is possible, especially with you know when I when I think about UFOs being real and then you get into the subject of USOs. I don't know, it's super compelling to think that those things are coming from within our own earth. I'll give and, you that. So, we've talked about an extent extensively the uh bigfoot's just blipping out yeah what if they're the caretakers of nature and they're coming up to check and see if we're messing it up and then they go back to report it it could very well be what if they are from hollow earth and they're like the security guards yeah you know, when they're on post they're out you know Eating grubs and shit and twisting trees. <laughs> yeah, it's like, God, I got forest duty today. God, this guy kicks a boulder. Yeah. Um, and they say that there are portals that exist in the wilderness. Yeah. And it's interesting to think that, okay, because we've talked about trackways just absolutely disappearing into nothing. It's like, where did it go? What if they're protecting the little portals that get you to that other place? You, oh, absolutely. I mean, because... Like, let's face it, like, uh, nothing scarier than thinking that there's a 10-foot thing roaming the woods. Mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, once people hear that there's a bear in the area, or and subconsciously, if somebody hears there's a Bigfoot in the area, they they tend to avoid the area. No, 100%. I just... Like go ahead. They, it, I mean, it might not be on purpose, but it's definitely... Subconsciously, I guarantee you, people don't hike in that area as much. Hundred percent, dude. I uh, it just it, the whole thing about you know this show when we talk about all this crazy stuff. On the surface, I totally get why somebody who isn't in ha, has done no research or hasn't or isn't even open minded to the idea or the possibility. Yeah, goes. You guys are nuts to even talk about the hollow earth. What are you out of your minds? I totally get it. But when you start doing research, you see certain things that lead you down some rabbit holes, dude. And I don't know. There's something. I think it all lead, all roads point to the past and what knowledge we have lost since or what knowledge has been withheld from us because we're looked at as cattle and sheep. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do believe that people in high positions of power definitely know more than we do as far as you know the history of our earth the true history of our earth absolutely aaron mentions the portals coming up in uh, the missing 411 yeah correct um it, some of those disappearances are so unexplained that the only way to explain them is to get into the high strangeness <laughs> you know that's the only way you can explain some of this shit it's so crazy and outlandish and when i hear these stories and i hear uh people that not only are great storytellers but are also super credible uh, it, it's almost a like if you're a super credible person and you just happen to be in a situation where you run into some high strangeness dude you get man that descent into madness has to be crazy when you start uncovering things and you know when you talk that's why i love the show because i have somebody i can talk to about the craziest shit and he doesn't call me crazy like yeah. I'm trying to find the craziest shit I can. <laughs> like Matt's going to call me crazy one day. I can't wait to see what he calls me crazy about. <laughs> so um, it's just, 
it it does all sound outlandish but again as humans i think we're just too cocky sometimes thinking that we know everything oh they would have discovered that by now oh would they have (laughs) yeah i mean you trust the government (laughs) there's uh what's the key example here uh a fish is believed to be extinct they call it a living fossil i can't remember the name of it but they're like oh this is a prehistoric animal and then it just comes it just shows up one day in a japanese bay and it was like it was a bone fish. Like literally, the out the exterior is bone, and wow. it's uh it's scales and everything. And I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, like it just showed up one day, and they're like, uh, "This is supposed to be extinct for millions of years." Not the coelacanth, right? Maybe I can't remember the name. I know they. I know that the coelacanth is like a prehistoric fish. Hold but on, I don't hold, know if that's the one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Also, also speaking, going back to our episode about the deep. Have you seen how many videos are popping up of giant squid just showing up? No. Is that a thing now? Yeah, they're just showing up in harbors and and stuff. What's pushing them out? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What is driving these giant squid? Because we went from never seeing them and never having footage of them to they're just showing up. And people people with cell phones are just getting videos of them. Dude, we're stirring shit up somewhere, dude. Yeah. Something's getting stirred up. Something's waking up, dude. Um, yeah, as far as hollow earth goes, I think it's a, it's definitely a possibility. It's interesting when I looked up some hollow earth things, because with Google, I mean, how much can you really trust Google? You know, they clearly filter their search results. And I was really surprised to see how much information about Admiral Byrd had no mention of anything that he's claimed in his own diaries and journals. It's like that's a that he said that shit. So you should at least note it anyway and say, oh, you know, claims, <laughs> you know, but they yeah. don't they don't even mention it. <laughs> I guarantee it gets scrubbed as soon as somebody posts it. It gets scrubbed. Hundred um, percent. And and you are correct. It is the zealocanth. Is it the zealocanth? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Matt, bet bet your bet your house on it. Hollow Earth or not Hollow Earth? Hollow Earth for sure. I I can't say no to it because i know that there's certain places of the earth like these deep caverns and stuff. i do believe there's a cave system minimum minimum there's an underground cave system we've seen parts of it and i it's funny the parts that we have managed to explore and they look so amazing like we were just talking about earlier like some avatar shit yeah and there's stuff we haven't even seen yet we don't even yeah. know what's in there it's so remote <laughs> you so know there's a fish hatchery in missouri just north of me um called Roaring River. Okay? And the entire facility is fed by an underground spring. Hmm. And every year, scientists come and try to see how far back they can get into it. And they have in their they send sonar equipment and everything to kind of ping it and whatnot. And I mean, Chris, they they are like we're not even close. We we we're not even close. Wow. But the water's coming up from so deep, it's so cold that they literally have to have, like, Arctic equipment to, to get back in it. Interesting. But we go eight miles down, and it gets too hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but, yeah, it's uh, – no, it's wild. Cause yeah, they go every year with newer equipment to try to see how far back they can go. Because they're trying to map the ca- the cavern system that feeds it um, just just to explore it. And they're, they're like, we're not even close to figuring out how big this thing is. That's crazy. What if it were like one of those Russian dolls? 
and we're actually in the, the hollow earth right now. <laughs> and there's something above that. Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, that's out. Uh, that's out there. <laughs> that, that would be wild. I mean, and then like all we're seeing is like they're it's like like oh, everything. We're like, oh, those are the stars. No, that's just a little bit of light getting from through to the microscope. Yeah, could you imagine? And then the reason why we're so adamant about space and stuff is because if we tell them that there's space up there and there really isn't, then they won't go. They won't. Oh, yeah. Elon's going to Mars. Yep. Oh, we already got rovers on Mars. Yep. We're there. Do ya. We're there. Do you? Do ya? I don't know. <laughs> um, and I keep seeing these interesting videos. This is another podcast. But uh, I keep seeing these videos about things that they're seeing on the surface of Mars. That look questionable. It's like, hmm. Uh, somebody, I watched one video where they claimed that this Mars rover is actually roaming around a California desert. That would be so disappointing. Wouldn't it? Man. <laughs> like, wait, we're not on Mars? You guys have been bullshitting us this whole time? Wow. Wow. Can't even trust NASA. Not that you could ever trust them in the first place. <laughs> I mean, they're a government agency. You can't trust them. No. Absolutely not. Insane, dude. Well... I mean, that's hollow earth. There's, it's one of those subjects where you can, I mean, I, I suppose we could have like did some this, more research on the history, but it, there's I feel like so this much. Whole, this whole first series of episodes we're going to do is we're just going to do intros to topics and then we're going to come back. Oh, we have to, we a hundred percent have to, yeah. we're like, we're like the people digging holes in the ground. Like we've only scratched the surface. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, every time we end the show, I just think about so much stuff that we could have talked about, but it's like, how much time do we have? You know, we've been knocking on the door of two hours and I was thinking to myself today, I was like, I wonder if we can keep it at a tight hour. And here, once again, we've gone 13 minutes and I didn't think that we took too long on the videos either. No, but... we moved pretty quick. I just got quit dropping so much knowledge. No, you don't. You keep dropping that knowledge. That's amazing. But I think, uh, I think this is, these are good episodes to wet beaks, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to get prepared for what's to come. Cause I, the amount of subject matter is insane. And then the depth you can go into each subject matter is even more insane. So, you know, here we are. And as the show grows, you know, if people are interested in certain subjects, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't heard any crazy theories or any, you know, cryptids that I've never heard of. Like nobody's ever brought something up where I'm like, wow, I've never really heard about that. Like something like significant, you know what I mean? Um, So as far as what we can talk about here, it's pretty much anything. So I was watching one video and this guy, a doctor was like, we think it's a Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. It's just a sea turtle that somehow made it into the lock. And they're like, because they're like, when you uh, explain the long periods where nobody sees it, these turtles get down to the substrate and hibernate. I'm like, bro, do you understand how a turtle works? It's not like it's, not like it's just in the water, burying itself, <laughs> and survives for months without air. I was like, a sea turtle doesn't do that. A sea, tur- sea turtles really go into shock if they're in too cold of water, and they have to be rescued. With the, when I think about the Loch Ness monster, I've always like as I've grown older, I've kind of went towards the eel thing, but it still doesn't explain the people that have said they've seen a long neck protruding out of the water. I'm like, no, I've never seen an eel do that. <laughs> you they know, don't, what I mean? eels don't have the body structure to be able to do it. Yeah, they're they're this type of creature. Yeah. The way they undulate, they're not this type of creature. No. From what I've seen, anyway, they don't swim like like dolphins. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I mean they slither like wa- they're like water snakes. Basically, is how they work. They're yeah. thinner, but um, the way they glide through the water. But I've never seen an eel do something like that. 
No, I don't think they're built that way. I don't think they're built no. that way to do it. Oh, we're getting full. Well, wait a minute. No. We'll save that for another episode. Oh, boy. We're, You're we're right. Dig, we're going to dig in and we're going to end up at two hours. You're absolutely right. So I, th- I think this is a good stopping point for this episode. Um, once again, I apologize for being late. That was my fault this week, much like last week. Um, got a little got a little sidetracked, but you know we're always going to do the show regardless. We might do a ten minute show. You never know what's going to happen with talking paranormal because we're crazy. But um, we we love talking these crazy subjects. But like I said, if there's something that you guys want to hear us talk about and get our opinions on, you know, or you want to hear what our theories are on a certain subject, you can reach out to us. Um, at you can you can go ahead and email story at talkingparanormal dot com, and uh, we'll get back to you on that. Um, but I think, I think that's it. Any final, any final thoughts, Matt? Like I've always said, if you're going to explore this stuff, just be careful. You don't know what you're opening yourself up to. Um, but it's a big wide world with a lot of crazy stuff. Anything's possible. You know, sometimes I really, I I think it's easier to be one of those people that just doesn't believe it. You know what I mean? It'd be a lot nicer because then you wouldn't be like, oh, maybe it's this. Yeah. Being closed-minded sometimes is like the easier route because you're not thinking about crazy stuff. You're out camping and you hear some scream and you're like, last thing you're thinking of is Bigfoot. You're going, oh, it's just a bobcat. Don't worry about it. When in reality, there's an eight-foot monster. Like, (laughs) Oh, it's a bobcat. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Bigfoot's not real. And he's just sitting outside your tent. (laughs) Bigfoot and bears alike look at campers and and sleeping bags like soft tacos. (laughs) 100%. And on that note, folks, My name is Chris Albrecht. That's Matt Monroe. And that was Talking Paranormal. We'll see you next week where we once again will talk all sorts of fun, strange, creepy, mysterious, all sorts of fun subjects. So remember, anything is possible. (laughs) Have a good night. See you later.